Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Real Talk podcast. And uh, during this podcast, we like to talk about a range of topics, just about life and Christianity and the Bible and church. And uh, sometimes we like to sprinkle in uh, more of a, a, maybe a juicy topic. And uh, this topic is, is something that maybe everyone knows happens, but doesn't get talked about a lot. And so this is kind of a pastor confession. Uh, what is it like when someone leaves your church, right? We talk a lot about when people come into the church. We talk a lot about when people step up to lead and to serve. And what happens in the thing that we don't talk about, which is when people walk away? Yeah. So this is so funny, man. When I was um, in college and training to become a pastor one day, I remember a professor of mine He's like, I know none of y'all get this yet, but if you end up becoming pastors one day or, you know, youth pastor or senior pastor or whatever, or worship leader, or some kind of leader, and someone leaves your church or team or whatever, he was like, just know, like, you're going to have to process that and that's going to hurt. And I remember like listening to him say that and thinking to myself, like, you know, uh, that, that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that would be the case. You love people get connected or whatever, and it's hard to see him go. But it's like anything else, man, we're like, it's like the head knowledge versus like when you feel it deeply. And I still remember the first time it hit me. Um, so I just became a pastor. Uh, I was probably maybe 20, probably 25, 26. And um, I still remember it was a Friday because a couple of friends came over. We were going to go out and do something back when you could go out <laughs> before the pandemic. You go to Chili's and stuff. Um, and uh, I get this call from a guy who I would consider a very good friend. Um and he called me and he said, hey, man, sorry to bother you. I just want to let you know that like, you know, me and my wife, uh, man, we just we love you and the church, but we just feel like God is, you know, moving us on, you know, and tech calling us to be somewhere else. And dude, my stomach dropped. And it, it, like, dude, I had literally had not felt that way since like I got dumped back in high school. Like it was the last time and I'm, you know, I, it's, it's really funny, but you know, it, it, it feels like that, you know? So if you remember what it's like to be dumped by somebody, um, that's how that felt. And so anyway, I, I got off the phone and for me, man, what was really disillusioning was this was actually the guy who was like really encouraging, nice guy. I still know him to say really nice guy. Um, but like whenever, um, the church was considering if I was going to become the pastor, I was obviously very young. And so they were like, well, can you, is he ready for this? You know? And I remember being at this like church meeting that was being had and like people were asking me all these hard questions and just like, you know, complaining about stuff. And he was actually one of the guys that stood up and said, no, man, I, I think you're called to be the guy. I, I think that and he's like, I think you can, like, he was so encouraged that like, he had my back, you know? Yeah. And then a year later, just out of the blue, I mean, just totally like, like left the church and, and moved on. And I think for me, man, that was when I really learned, like we're talking about pastor confessions. What is it like when someone leaves your church? Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you more of like the hopeful side because I feel like I've grown in this. Um, and it, it honestly, it hurts and it's weird and it feels like you got dumped. That's how I, how I, how I explain it, you know? And I think it's actually a, a really good thing because I think it shows that you loved and cared about them. If someone leaves your church and you're like, whatever, that means you didn't love them or care for them. And so it's like, if, if you want someone to care about you and love you and be invested in you, then what that means is like, if you move on, they're going to, you know, it's going to hurt, you know? 
And so that for me, it was one of those things where, you know, it was really hard. It was painful because not only do they leave, is that hard because you feel like, cause back then dude, it was, the church was dying. So it was like, I was supposed to be trying to help like revive this thing and we're going the wrong direction because we weren't gaining people at that point because it was in such a bad situation. And and one of like the young families we had was now just totally leaving. And so I'm like, this is like, I, I literally thought maybe like the church might not make it. And I felt like not only were they leaving, but now this thing might crumble. It was a really tough time. And, and so, but, but, but the good news was, man, was at least for me, the more I've processed it and have gone through, that's like anything else in life. Like you get a lot better at handling it. And part of it was my own lack of trust in God. And so what I can tell you now is though it feels like that and still feels like that some, it, it's easier for me to handle. But what about you, man? What, what is it like for you when you're like pastoring over somebody and then they just like bail on the church? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, it's really different being a part of a church as like just a member and maybe seeing someone move on versus like being on staff, Explain being, the difference a, that, being yeah. a pastor. Cause it, it feels like kind of a personal yeah, rebuke, that's you know, word, yeah. it, it feels like a personal rebuke that like whatever you were doing wasn't good enough for them or, or whatever it was. And so I remember the first few times that happened after I came on staff, I think I've been on staff for maybe four years now. And I remember early on as people left, I started rethinking entire ministries, right? <laughs> I'm just qualified. I'm, I'm like, no, just, but rethinking oh. like, yeah, yeah, rethinking ministries, yeah. rethinking like, maybe we need to do it this way. Like if we did it this way, would you stay? And I've just yeah. noticed that like that, first of all, that never works. And, and, and two, I will say that like now I've come to a place of more confidence in where we are, recognizing yes. that uh, different churches do things different ways and, and they focus on different areas of discipleship. And so it makes sense that different people are going to go to different places. So I've come to a more place of peace there, but it doesn't make it easier to have someone leave. And I'll just mention one. Uh, so, so recently somebody uh, who was fairly involved and, and, and kind of like newer, they've been around for a while. Um, I, I remember I, I thought everything was was good, had a good conversation. I was having good conversations with them and, and, and discipleship conversations. And uh, man, they sent me an email and they were like, yeah. it was the nicest. It was so good. It was so good because it was such a nice email. But basically they were just saying, hey, you know, we, we really love you. We love the church, but you know, we found a place that we connect with better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's still hard. I shared yeah, that with you, yeah. you know, but it, 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 I loved the clarity. And I guess that's what I'm, I'm learning over time is that in order to really move a mission forward, you need, need people who not only like you, but also like, like the mission that you're a part of and want to, to spearhead and be a part of that mission. So what, what, that's a good thing. So I, I think one of the things that would be good to talk about is maybe like the differences between the two. And so like, for example, like, like not all people leaving is the same. So when somebody moves away, that stinks, you know, but, but for me, at least that's always felt like different, you know, yeah. it's like they moved away. You, you, you should go somewhere else. You should not commute two hours to come right. here. Right. Um, I think another one is like you said, man, I think there's a moment where it's like, you know, we, I think as long as people, if they're at, if they try to make it work and they try to get connected, it's like we tried and maybe we just didn't connect or for whatever reason, like for us, like we're, we're in a lot of ways like a biblical and a modern kind of church. And so like, you know, it's going to be hard if your thing, which I mean, I don't think you should be super into a certain kind of music anyway, you know? But if you're just like, I just, I just need a lot of hymns, you know, for whatever random reason, you know, it's like, that's going to be hard here, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and so that's kind of different. I think sometimes, I think the two things that make it hard, at least for, for me, at least was like, um, when they don't really give you a reason and they don't say anything, they just leave, you know? And I think a lot of people do that. Um, usually they just kind of like, I guess it's hard to say they're leaving, you know? 
And so like, like this person that emailed you, like at the very least, they kind of explained why or whatever. It's like, he was just honest. Like, yeah, we just connect, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think that's where it gets hard. I think also when people kind of like leave and they have some kind of complaint, but they don't talk to you about that complaint. And that's my biggest thing where it's like, you know, I feel like it's just hard when you don't know something was going on to address it or they didn't say anything. And so it's like, if you have like a legitimate criticism that is legitimate or a problem and you're saying something and it's not getting addressed, well, that's one thing, you know, but when we find out secondhand or like, I've already decided to leave before we could even talk about this. I think that's when it kind of hurts because maybe then you're thinking it's not so much really that thing. It's just kind of like personal. And the last thing I'll say too, is a lot of times what happens, and this is our experience, man, this is why this is so important for us is in our experience with a lot of times the people that have left the great fear or, or, or problem is like a lot of times they don't go somewhere else and thrive, you know, and that's the hard one because I'm like, is it really like you're, you're leaving or is, has the enemy led you astray, you know, because like, you don't like this place, you go to the next place, you never really connect, you stop going to church, stop walking with the Lord, stop taking your kids. You kind of get to that place where, you know, it's, it's not good for you spiritually. So then we're like, well, you know, should we kind of try to like really connect with them and go after them? But I don't want to be forceful, but I don't want to ignore you. It's this weird thing, you know? And so, but what about you, man? What, what do you think are some of like the nuances or differences or like when are there good moments to leave or what are there moments when like you feel this, but you should probably stay from your perspective? Yeah. Um, th- that's, that's a deeper question than I, I think we think. And, and I've researched that question just from a biblical perspective. Like what are, like, do we ever think about, besides just my preference, like are there biblical reasons to mm. leave a church or to stay at a church? And I think honestly, like as you look into the scripture, there, there's not a lot of reasons to leave besides yeah. like, you know, bad doctrine, false teacher. But I guess we've just watered down this idea of like, church membership or participation, like in the Bible has a very high view of the ecclesia. You know, we are family, like we're, we're together and, and we're doing life together thick and thin. But I guess just in our context, there are so many options, so many churches, you know, I've been in parts of the world in which like there's a church in your city. And if you don't like that church, you ain't going to church. Yeah. But here it's like, there's so many different churches that I guess we, sometimes we maybe unconsciously water it down and say, if I don't completely vibe with this place, or if they don't do groups the way that I personally would do groups, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And, and, and so I just feel like it's something that you have to like, kind of check your heart and see kind of why am I leaving? Is it truly for the spiritual good of my family? Because I think if I'm going to be over here, then I'm going to connect better. I'm going to lead better. I'm going to serve better. You know, all those different things versus like, I don't like that sermon or pastor didn't call me or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think also too, I think, you know, as, as we think about it, like, um, I think just getting clarity is like the most important thing as you talk to people. I, I think as long as you're clear, cause I, I, I think sometimes like, I guess that's a good question. Like what, what are some reasons? I think one is obviously false teaching. I think another is like, man, so, I, I do. Here's the, the problem is like, like a lot of times when people say God's just moving me on, I don't buy into it. But sometimes I do think that is legitimate and that's the hard thing. And sometimes like, I know we had that situation where actually, I mean, so we restarted church. I uh, went from being, you know, White Oak Baptist Church to, to New Day Church. And we were very clear we're a new church and we voted on it and the, voted, the vote passed by a lot. 
And honestly, man, there were a few people, not that many, honestly. I mean, per like statistics, I mean, we should have lost a lot more people than we did. Um, but we lost a few people. And, and I think at the, at the heart of it, it was just hard to be a part of a more modern church, you know? And so they went to a more, you know, kind of traditional church and God bless them. You know, they're going there serving, helping out. And, and New Day is becoming what God calls it to be because there aren't a lot of churches that are, in our minds at least, like like, like kind of modern or reaching the, the culture, but also biblical, you know? And so, you know, sometimes it, it does work. And so I do think there's a moment where maybe God does move people on and it is better for like everybody. And like, almost like if you don't like everything that's happening, if you don't like it, it's like you can either stay and cause like a, a ruckus or you can move on to somewhere else. I bless you guys. Like, you know, yeah. I see what you're doing or whatever. And, and can I just say, man, just if you are having those thoughts and like those, it's not sinful thoughts to yeah. think, you know, maybe I should be somewhere else, but man, process that in community, yes. like, and with leadership. Not just with your wife or your husband. Yeah, yeah, like in <laughs> yeah. community with, with leadership and be like, yeah. hey, you know, like sit, you know, talk about those things. Like, cause uh, you know, the, the worst thing for me is just being totally blindsided by, yeah you know, an email or, or blindsided when someone doesn't show up. And then like and, three months later, we're like, where are they? And you know what happens, man? We always say clarity brings prosperity. We probably said that in every podcast. Like that's your, we just call the, the podcast clarity brings prosperity. Because what happens in those conversations is, because I've had a few of those conversations, not, not a lot, but a few. And, and one of two things happen. Either number one, it, which this is very rare, it becomes clear, maybe you should be somewhere else, you know? Like, like maybe you have a legit calling for whatever reason to be a part of some kind of thing that we just aren't called to do. And so maybe that's a clear sign. Or number two, what usually happens is they begin to kind of express something and we have a chance to explain, here's why we're doing what we're doing, you know? Like we don't just do more modern music because it's cool, you know? Like, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I like all kinds of music. Like we do it because we think it helps us like, like reach people or we, we love like the new like songs that God is like bringing into the world. Or this is why we do preaching this way. This is why we do groups this way. And we explain it and they're like, oh, Cool. That makes total sense, you know? And like when they finally understand it, but a lot of times what happens is people, they get frustrated and they don't say anything about it. And then it, it, at some point we've kind of seen this, like almost like a bitterness and a frustration takes over to where like, even at that point when you try to talk about it, it's really hard. And so it's like, just assuming the best, like, like assuming the pastors are not trying to be bad, evil people, you know, and us assuming the people aren't just trying to be like bad, evil or flaky people, you know, yeah. we're all trying to serve God and we're trying to do it together, which is hard, which is why marriage is hard, which is why friendship is hard, which is why work is hard, which is why church is hard. Yeah. And so I think just giving each other an opportunity to explain that is really good. But what about you, man? Cause I think this is important for people to know because like, like you said, I didn't know this until I became a pastor. And so like, if you're going to be a part of a church and walk with pastors and leaders, it's just important. Cause I, I think most people just don't know that man, it, it can hurt or it's hard to process or you feel like a failure. You let somebody down or well, all that kind of stuff. Um, how have you personally become better at it? Because as I said earlier, like I, I we, we told those stories of like how bad it really is painful and it is painful, but I think by God's grace, we we've learned to handle it in a much better way. And it's not as quote unquote painful as it used to be. So what about you, man? What are ways that you've processed that and come to like a good understanding place about, you know, handling it within yourself and interacting with people maybe once they leave? Yeah. Um, well, first I would go all the way back to the beginning. I think something that we're trying to do better at new day is kind of as people are coming into the church kind of like kind of we 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 can't assume that people know what membership is or what church should be or 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 how we interact and so i think we're trying to be better at the front end about what does it look like to to be a part of a church and to teach people and disciple people on that so that 
um, you know, six months in or a year in when those kind of thoughts come that they don't know how to process or, yeah. or you know, deal getting with better that. being upfront. Yeah. Yeah. So being upfront is one. And then two is just like, uh, I've really, well, man, I, can I just say, man, I've, I've, I've really grown to appreciate the people who, man, who, who can be a part of a work that they yes. don't necessarily yes. fully enjoy, I guess. Yeah. And we have people even like that yeah. at New Day who would prefer other things or other styles. Hey, me or other, too. Yeah, and, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, back to the nineties yeah. music, man. Yeah. Like, so anyway, we have those people, so it makes me really appreciative of them. And, and, and so just like, that's a good example for me, uh, even as you know, I'm a part of a church and I don't get to make all the decisions. And I, I recognize that we're, we're in partnership on, on mission together. And then the last one is just like really, um, you know, the, this is tough to say, I guess like real talk, you know, like just recognizing that as people come in, um, that not everyone is going to stick. And maybe yeah. I had that idea when I first became a pastor that, you know, that when someone says they're with you, that that means that they're with you for life. And I recognize that's, that's not the case. And mm-hmm. so I, I've come to maybe like be more vulnerable with people who have committed to servant leadership or committed to maybe like my community group. And I kind of entrust myself to them as opposed maybe to every person who comes in. Not that you have to like prove anything to me, but I just have known that like people come in and, and, and we're all on temporary assignment, you know? That's really good. I think for me, man, like, you know, I know one of the things that we're really big on is always like, man, we think people grow the most when they kind of take responsibility or kind of don't give yourself a pass in it. And so one of the things that's helped me personally is just like, I was like, cause I'm always like, okay, so, so at first it's hurt a lot. Well, why does this hurt so much? And part of it was like, it was me. Like I, I wasn't humble enough. And it was like, you know, I thought, well, how could someone leave much? You know, I'm excited about this thing. Why, don't you see how good this is going to be? You know, kind of thing. And I think for part of it is like, you know, like it, it's really about Jesus. It's not about me, you know? And so to me, like, I think I've grown in, in humility. And the more I realize it's about Jesus, like, you know, when, when people are leaving John the Baptist to go to Jesus, cause his ministry is starting, like, I think I've, I've learned that like part of the reason why it was difficult was because of sin and selfishness in me and wanting this thing that I'm a part of to just go really, really well. So I feel like I've been able to repent of that and I can see that now. I think also, man, I heard a Tim Keller quote once, but it's, it's so basic. Sometimes the most basic quote is the best one he was talking about. And like Tim Keller was like the pastor's pastor. He's like the pastor guru guy, you know, great church planner, all that kind of stuff. And he was talking about how it was tough for him because anyway, it's tough for every pastor. Just This ain't just us. This is every pastor. We talk about this behind closed doors. This is very difficult. He said, yeah, it used to really be difficult for me. He's like, eventually I just learned, you know, hey, like not everyone likes your church. You know, because like, you know, he, he's like pastor of Redeemer and it's, they, they, I guess they're more traditional in some senses, you know, and he's like a very intellectual preacher. And he's like, yeah, like I'm an intellectual preacher. Some people like that. Some people think I'm boring, you know? And so he, I was just like, yeah, it like some, like different churches have different feels, different culture. And so for me, it's like, listen, like I know who New Day is and I'm excited about what God is doing. And like, not everyone's going to like that. You know, we've had friends that have come that we thought like, oh, they're going to love this. And they were like, yeah, it's just not kind of our style. We've had other people we didn't think would stick at all. And they like, man, I love this place. And yeah. so I think for me, just realizing, you know, there's a lot of different churches. It's not like we are all in on New Day and what we're doing, but like there's other great churches that are doing great things. So just realizing like God works in that too. And I think the the last thing too, is I think just like, like you said, man, I think just being clear of people up front, 
I feel like it happened. I think people often are at this point leave less often now because I do think that we're kind of clear up front in our class. Whereas I remember early on, man, I would just like bring people in. It was all relational, you know, they would come cause like they would like be good friends with me or something. Yeah. But then like, if I could hang out with them 27, or like I couldn't come over for dinner, they're like, well, I ain't gonna be around the pastor. So I'm going to bail, you know? And I think now people come because they like what we're doing and not just like us and which has been very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just say, um, just to harken back to your like humility thing, just recognizing that, they, man, there really are great churches in Houston. And our, our thing is not that everyone would come to New Day and so yeah. that we can get our numbers up. It's that the gospel would go out, yeah. you know, and that people would be on mission with us to help people find their New Day in Jesus' name. And, and there are other ch- churches doing great works. And so as long as whoever's listening, like, as long as you're a part of a gospel-centered church that's about Jesus and about the Great Commission, then, man, like, go forth, like, in his power. And, and I think also, I, as, as we come to a close, I think one thing I think that would be really good to mention is I think if, if you're watching this and this is good for any kind of person, pastor, member, whatever, I, I think one of the things I've been rediscovering this season is like the power of encouragement. And I would just always seek to encourage everybody around you, whether it's your pastor or other leaders or people in your church or whatever, and just let them know, like if you are, cause we're here talking about people that leave. Most people don't leave. Yeah. Most people stay, you know, most people love their church, right? Most people are committed. Most people know it's not going to be perfect and they stay, right? I, I would always encourage everybody like to, to really be encouraging and really vocal about the things that you love because just know like we're always hearing the things that people don't love, you know? And so just assume like like everyone around you is always hearing all this, the bad stuff. Like, man, as a church, let's be the people um, ourselves included, who are always like speaking the encouragement. And like you said, man, like probably our, our next podcast should be like, we've talked about what's it like for a pastor when someone leaves, what's it like when someone stays and is faithful? We should have that conversation because that's probably 97% of the people. And so if you are one of those people and, and, and you are faithful, um, you know, just know like we, like you are so appreciated and we think of you so much in affectionate ways. Um, and, and if you do leave, we love you too. We're still on the same team, you know? And I think that's a really good way to process it. But, um, I think all in all, it's just important for, for people to know that it is hard when people leave your church. I think people don't think about that. Um, but God is still glorified in, in whatever happens. And, you know, like I said, we're always all working together. So any, any final thoughts on your end, man? No, just a reminder that, you know, we're humans too. And, yeah. uh, people who leave your church are humans and people who stay are humans. Like we're all broken. We all need Jesus. And as long as we see ourselves as, as one big family, that, that, that really helps out a lot. So man, thank you guys for watching again. And, uh, we hope to see you next time.